Hello, welcome back. This is the Shield Maiden and I'm your host Natalie. And today, as per my last episode, I talked about women's self-defense and I touched on it and talked about what I show and what I teach and some of the programs I offer. And then I even mentioned something about self-defense weapons and self-defense tools. And that really kind of got me thinking, you know, I really need to go over that and explain that because it's it's always a question that I get from people where they're like, what are your recommendations on self-defense weapons or tools? I use the word tools a lot. And so it's interchangeable. Um, so I'm going to talk about five of the more popular self-defense tools. And I think that they all have their purposes. You will hear me talk about long range self-defense tools and short range. And there's very few that are both. So, uh, also you'll hear me talk about like EDC, which means everyday carry. And that's a very popular, uh, popular term with guns. And, uh, you, you, you know, you'll hear survivalists talk about it. Preppers talk about it. And so, uh, if you, if you hear me discuss that, you know, and, and talk about it, that's what I'm, that's what I'm referring to EDC, which means everyday carry. So, five self-defense tools that you can use and I'm going to go over some of their pros and cons. Guns. Uh, Obviously, you're going to have some people who are going to be, yes, guns, you know, 100% on board. And then you're going to get people who are absolutely in the opposite direction. So depending on where you're at, that may or may not be an option for you. But I don't care where you're at with it. I don't care if you are like, you, absolutely not. That's the worst idea ever. Worst self-defense. I will not be doing that. I do want you to become at least knowledgeable about guns. Because when I started my gun learning journey, okay, I was very kind of, I thought they were like little bombs. I, I was so scared of them, so you know, afraid of them that I, I didn't, I I didn't understand anything. I didn't know anything. I, and so I feel like knowledge is power. And the more we understand something, the less fear we have for it. And so even though it may not be your option or choice, I do recommend learning about guns, becoming knowledgeable on guns, because you can't hate something that you really don't know anything about. If you are, well, that's just, That's wrong, right? Like if you don't like something, it should be with valid reason, okay? Well, guns kill people. That's why I don't like them. No, people kill people using a tool or a weapon that is a gun. Get it right, okay? These are my opinions. You don't like it, don't listen. So anyway, guns, you know, they, they are considered a long and a short range tool because you can use them in either capacity, but a gun is definitely a very, it can be a deadly device. It can be something that you can use to harm, maim, or kill somebody, but in defense of your life, absolutely uh, you know and so I do carry guns I am an avid shooter I I go to the range pretty often with my husband I have an EDC which is an everyday carry weapon um, I personally use for self-defense I use a 380 LCP Ruger 
And so if you're, you know, if you're interested in learning, which even if you don't want to purchase a gun, call your local gun range and ask if they provide a beginner's course. If you come down there and you shoot, if they could provide you with an instructor and, um, and you know, and kind of walk you through the steps and break down what guns are, safety, um, the handling, how to shoot one, the different types of bullets. And they go over all of that, usually for free or a very low cost. And there's even ladies nights where you can go in there for an even cheaper rate. And so I really do recommend that with guns. And that way you can make an educated decision on guns. All right. Even if you're still at the end of the day, you're like mm, negative. Don't ever want to touch it. Well, now you are educated. Now you can say with certainty, I don't like the gun because of this, that, the other reason. I'm not, I don't feel safe owning a gun for this, that, and the other. But knowledge is power. Knives. Knives are a popular, and this is an EDC for me. This is an everyday carry. A knife is something, I carry a pocket knife. Now, usually I use it more of a utility tool. I open <laughs> a lot more Amazon boxes with my knife than I do anything else. Um, when it comes to knives, making sure that uh, I personally, you know, you're not going to walk around with a big Bowie knife, right? You're not going to walk around with a crocodile Dundee knife, seven, 10 inches. Mm, no, on your hip. Nope, nope, nope. And so, you know, a, something small that fits in the palm of your hand while closed, and then you work on it and become very confident and comfortable opening it with one hand. Um, I do not like automated knives, which means there's a, a button press and it's spring loaded and it opens automatically. I don't, I don't like those. I don't prefer those because the spring mechanism can fail on it and break. And that is definitely not something, something you don't want to happen if you need it for a self-defense weapon. So I like the old school kind of just pocket knives that open, um, that open up. And I practice to make sure that I can open it with one hand easily. And I really, really work on making sure it is in its full locked position. I get used to that feeling. I get used to that movement and listening to it and, and all of that. And a knife is considered a short range self-defense tool, meaning that unless you know how to throw it, which not many people do, I think I'm the only weirdo that like practices knives through knife throwing anymore um so it's considered a short range weapon for in close defense this is if someone is is you know push you up against a wall push you onto the floor has got you in the in a car in a very close space this is what a knife is used for as a self-defense tool pepper spray pepper spray is considered a short range um, or close range defense tool and pepper spray, just so you're aware, it is a very popular um, form of self-defense tool or weapon, and it can be very effective. I will always give it that. It can be very effective. It is used with police officers and, and, um, and other stuff, but I want you to be aware that there's something called back spray. So when you have the pepper spray and you're about three feet from the individual the perpetrator the attacker and you spray them a lot of times it hits them and you get you know that stuff that comes back and i've had this happen i mean i would I, like I, I didn't defend myself but i purchased uh pepper spray and i went in the you know and i sprayed it on a wall and i did 
I didn't know about back spray and it ended up just oh my goodness I got hit with it all that spray back and I was miserable for four hours and in the police academies and stuff the ones who use pepper spray they'll actually pepper spray their deputies so that their deputies know how to deal and handle those kind of situations when they arise so you know if that's something that you're like okay well I do feel comfortable with spray okay but just know that that is something that happens. So if you have emphysema, COPD, asthma, some kind of respiratory issue, be aware, okay? Um, tasers, number four is tasers. Tasers can be considered a long or a short uh, range weapon depending on the style of taser. The ones that are very popular the police departments are the shooting style that project out of the, the taser and then um, attach themselves usually they embed into the skin and then the voltage is you know given and it takes down the attacker or the assailant or whatever have you that way tasers are are okay but they're they can be big they can be clunky uh, let me give you a little story time <laughs> so i had a i had a my best friend her dad bought her a taser when we were teens and it was this big old clunky monster <laughs> And he goes, look, I bought you this and you're, you know, my girl can defend herself now. What do you think, Natalie? And I was like, you know, cause I was still in martial arts back then. And I was like, oh, that's really cool, Mr. Perez. And, and next thing you know, we're hanging out and we, I go out in the back porch and I, and I catch him tasing, tasing himself. And I'm like, Mr. Perez, are you okay? What are you, what's going on? And he's like, well, I got to make sure it works. And I think that it had gone from like making sure it works to like seeing how much he could take. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But that went to show me that the taser wasn't foolproof because if he could sit there and tase his own leg, like what? And I remember having, um, you know, a police officer come into like our school at one time and kind of do like career day or whatever. And they talked about some of the tools they use and the, the taser came up and I, and I remember asking about the taser and they said, uh, this police officer was like, look, there are a lot of variables. If the assailant is wet, that can have an effect. If the assailant is wearing very thick clothing, like a leather jacket, jeans, it, you know, that can affect the, um, uh, you know, the taser. If the, if the assailant is on drugs uh, or inebriated, the effect cannot be as, you know, predominant as... Uh, you know, someone who is not under the influence of drugs or alcohol and, um, you know, obesity, like how big they are can play a role in its effectiveness. And I was just like, dude, you're right. <laughs> Those are a lot of variables for me. Also, they're very hard to conceal, at least the ones that I've seen that are really seriously voltage, you know, that have like a really serious charge on them. And so, you know, it kind of just depends on what you feel comfortable with. My most comfortable and probably most recommended uh, self-defense tool would be the self-defense keychain. 
and they come in a variety of different colors, styles, uh, looks. There's some that look like pins. There's some that look like um, unicorns. And then the one I have is, it looks like a kitty cat. I know, Natalie, you have a cat on your keychain. I know, you're not a cat person. I know, it's not, it's not to look cute. It is a tool. And I like the fact that people all the time, I carry these keys everywhere with me and people just think it's an accessory that I have on my keychain. And, um, you know, unbeknownst to them, I put this in the palm of my hand. I slip my index and my middle finger into the, you know, the way it's set up is it looks like a cute little, um, you know, cute little keychain. It's got two holes for the eyes that your fingers can slip into. And then the ears are very pointed. And that is the weapon part, the self-defense part of the tool. So you slip your fingers into it and it kind of fits almost like a, uh, you know, like, very big ring set and you slip your fingers into it the chin of the cat goes in the palm of your hand and then the ears point out and you can easily still utilize your fingers and so you can manipulate your digits and you can still hold keys in your hands and use it just like normal because the uh, the pointed end kind of hangs off the back of your knuckle and you can just easily slip in your key and uh, you know open and close all of your doors and so I really really like this because we go we don't go many places without our keys and I like that it's easily accessible and it's and if we train ourselves properly we always have our keys in our hands at the ready to defend ourselves because usually these are the times when we're at our most vulnerable we're not paying attention we're going from one place to the other and uh, these are usually where um, assaults can happen when you're heading to your car from the grocery store at night you know you went to go pick up milk for the baby and you're walking to your car and someone's waiting for you uh, you know you're going into your house and you've got an assailant waiting until you open your door to push you into the home so that they can do whatever it is they're there to do uh, and if we are ready and we have that self-defense tool in our hands already prepared and we just do this all the time and it becomes natural, well then, you know, let's say someone, they come to the door, you haven't opened the door yet and you turn around and you just, you pop them one good time and then you're able to get away. Uh, you know, and and I even go into further detail of like, what should you do if, you know, the assailant if you've opened the door, the door's open and you pop the assailant one time, I don't recommend going into your house unless you're 100% certain that the attacker isn't going to follow you into the home. If there's enough space and time and you have disabled them uh, enough to where like they're on their knees and they're like four feet away from you and you have the time to get in the house, shut the door and lock it, um, it, you know, make a good choice. If, if you don't and you're worried that they're going to overwhelm you, well, then you don't run inside the home because they can follow you and easily overwhelm you and push inside the, the home. You need to stay outside. You need to run to the neighbors. You need to run to the middle of the street and start screaming your head off. Like you need to make sure that you're in a safe area. Okay. The safest you can be. Um, so sorry I went off on that. I just wanted to. <laughs> so those are my five go-tos. 
Um, when it comes to the self-defense tools, those are the main basic ones. I carry EDC, I everyday carry is usually the knife and always, always, always have the keychain. I do carry my gun, but like, for example, I work in a mental health facility. I'm not going to carry my gun and leave it in my car for someone I might be break into. So I'm very careful in that sense. Um, I personally have used pepper spray, have carried pepper spray. I have carried tasers. They are just not my weapon of choice. They're not my self-defense tool of choice. I think that they can be clunky. I think that they can be, um, you, you know, unless you get the pepper spray that connects to the keychain, I do not... I do not agree with carrying any of your self-defense tools in your purse. I think that they should be carried on you at all times if you're going to carry them. Your keys, those are easily being put in your hand and so you're in a self-defense ready position. Your knives, I can easily put my knife in my pocket. My guns, I never carry a gun in my purse. I always carry it on my person. That's why you have to have a concealed weapons permit. But... With that being said, I do want to go over how important mindset is when it comes to self-defense tools because a self-defense tool is something we use as an added layer of protection and it is usually used right before we are forced to go hands-on and utilize our, you know, our martial arts training, which could be Krav Maga, Haganah, it could be, you know, a weapons form. It could also be Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I'm always going to push Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so shouldn't even ask. <laughs> I think it's a very, very applicable in the real world. And so, you know, in our mindset, again, is important being that we learn to be aware of when there are going to be dangerous and vulnerable times, and also avoiding those dangerous and vulnerable times. Also, if we are forced into those situations, if we have to do it, if you have to, you know, baby needs milk and you have to get in the car and you have to go get baby milk, well, then you need to be prepared. You need to understand. You need to park where there's light. You need to park close to the front. You need to make sure that you have easy access in and out. You check your exits and you have your self-defense weapons at the ready um, or tools. And so um, also, if you look like a friggin' target, guess what? You can become a target easily. So the way you walk, the way you present yourself, the way you hold your body, it is important because usually people pick targets based on how easily they perceive um, to be able to overwhelm you. They think they're bigger, stronger, faster, smarter. And so they have chosen you because they believe they can win. They believe they can beat you. And so you must make sure that you are like, you know, if you're going to walk into a place, you know, put on a pair of jeans, put on a shirt, keep your shoulders back, your head up. And I mean, this is where we utilize the, the, the RBF face. Okay. The rest and bitch face. This is where you look like you're going to fucking shit in someone's cereal if things don't go your way. Okay? So, <laughs> people are like, what? Yeah, I said it. Um, you know, the way you look is important. I know people are like, oh, looks don't matter. Hell yes, it does. If you look frumpy, dumpy, like you're not paying attention, you're staring at your feet, you're dragging your ass into the grocery store and you look overwhelmed, exhausted, frazzled, uh, and 
And someone's going to be like, hmm, easy target. Don't be an easy target. Also, I think the most important thing when it comes to self-defense tools that I do want to, before I leave you, I mention and talk about, um, if I haven't already, is practicing. Practicing, practicing, practicing with your self-defense weapon. That's why I advocate for the keychain self-defense weapon and tool the most, is because it's the easiest to make a part of your everyday lifestyle and your habits. It is easy to to easily slip your fingers in there, hold your key and walk. I don't care if you're coming from your car into the grocery store. I do not want you to put those keys, that self-defense tool into your pocket because you don't know. You don't know when someone can accost you or someone's going to try and, and hurt you, harm you. And so it's a very, very good rhythm and habit to get into to hold those keys at the ready all the time. And as soon as you walk into the grocery store, into the store, then you can place them in your pocket. And they don't look, it doesn't look scary. It doesn't look dangerous. And you are only protecting yourself from being harmed. And so that's why I'm a huge, huge advocate. But the only way you're ever going to do this, like, why purchase a gun if you're never going to carry it? Why purchase, you know, why have a knife if you're going to leave it in your purse or in your car and your book bag? These don't make sense because they're not, and you're going to hear me say this word all the time, at the ready. They have to be, you know, within arm's reach all the time. And being in your purse is not what I consider arm's reach. If you come in here, a lot of people are like, yeah, it is. Bullshit. If it's in the bottom of your purse and you're anything like me and you keep everything in the fucking kitchen sink in there... (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't make sense when you're accosted someone puts you up against the wall puts you up against your car comes at you with a weapon and you're digging around in your friggin purse trying to find the pepper spray no come on that's that's dumb and you know it all right but if all of a sudden you get used to carrying your keys in your hand with your key at the ready and you slipped your fingers into the the front part and you get someone who kind to come around you and you pop them one good time in the eye with that with that weapon with that tool, well, then you are much more likely to get away because you're usually not going to be as strong as your assailant, as your attacker. They have chosen you for a reason. And so if you, your only really big advantage is the advantage of surprise. And so you turn around and you pop them one real good time with your, with your tool, (laughs) then you can get away. You can call for help. You can go back into the store. You can run to a neighbor's. You can do what you have to do to keep yourself safe. So anyway, guys, that's where I'm at with my tools. If you have any other questions or concerns, you want to know more, I'll talk to you about it. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. You have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on the next one.